Hello, I am C-3PO, and I believe the storyteller is ready. So, let us begin. Ah! What's going on? Captain Guitar, report to Ops immediately. Captain Guitar, report to Ops immediately. Commander, what's the situation? This week, the story is all about when you get to experience the story firsthand. Uh, this is our video game episode. And when I first wrote this intro a while ago, we had planned to make uh, a focal point of our discussion. The, at the time, recently released trailer for Star Wars Eclipse, which is this hyper-realistic, dark new game that looked like it could really be the immersive virtual Star Wars experience we've awaited for so, so long. But now I think that game is kind of either silent or maybe a little bit embattled. Uh, what is the current situation, Ross, with that game? It seems to me there was kind of some drama involving Eclipse. Yeah, studio pushback. Um, can't pull the studio. Quantic Dream, I think, is the studio. Uh, and they're, uh, along with several video game studios, considered an extremely toxic work environment, and they have... Uh, like harassment uh, lawsuits and uh, just it sounds like a like a, a scummy place uh, and so it's disappointing that that's who Disney gets the chooses to partner with when you sure. have your pick the litter and we live in a time when it's pretty easy to find receipts on <laughs> like people being shitty and it wasn't hard for the world to, it took no time for people to kind of show backlash and it not aligning at all with what the morals Disney does its best to it says to stand for. And this really goes against uh, just it's just gross stuff. I won't even get into the specifics. I think I mentioned it once before um, with a little bit of specifics, but look it up if you want to. It's just creepiness. Yeah. And, and and when there's talent everywhere too to choose mm. to go with like someone else's less than stellar reputation. Uh, and I think you've jogged my memory now. Is there an expectation that this is going to get um, rehoused, that this project could be survived by like more capable hands? Or is it likely that this game, which we actually saw a pretty comprehensive view of already, might actually never see the light of day? Yes, it's believed. And uh, I, there's been less talk about the game. Uh, and I think the studio is happy about that, hoping that things can kind of just quiet down maybe. Uh, but there was talk about it potentially being uh, a really high budget ad to almost get someone to buy the studio. Okay. Um, the studio apparently, and this is not like confirmed information, but has been like struggling to hire because they're known as being a bad work environment and um, they're looking for money and they're not necessarily, like, you can make a really, really good ad has nothing to do with uh, the game that is really behind the curtain. The game they say is several year, years away. I think it's like a game like expected for maybe like 2025 okay. or something. And so it wouldn't shock me if it got pushed beyond that point and it isn't even that far in development, maybe. Who knows? Uh, it looks incredible, uh, but it would be nice if there was a different studio attached. I don't foresee that happening. Uh, I foresee it being something that I don't know, maybe over time, some of the people who were involved in the studio, who were the leadership, get shipped out. And hopefully by the time the game comes out, it'll have less stink on it because I'm sure a lot of the people who do work there aren't terrible. Uh, uh, 
just because you work for a company. I mean, like there's golden handcuffs that exist. I'm sure there's fine people that are working on this game and, and hate their bosses that are there. But in that same vein, it uh, it doesn't look good. And the, the studio is not one who Star Wars should work with again. What is the trailer that I saw for a Star Wars video game like two or three weeks ago? It was like a six or eight minute long form. I don't think it was gameplay, but it was like, again, meant to show off uh, all new characters and it was within the Star Wars milieu, but it was essentially just a big duel between like a new baddie and a new hero who I think was female. Does this ring a bell? I just watched it on Reddit. No, I think I know what you saw. I think it was an old Republic thing. Oh, okay. And so I don't yeah. really know specifically. Uh, and to be honest, probably the characters are, are probably not new. They're probably old Republic characters, but sure. the old Republic is... Um, it's a very weird, it's like, it's an expansive online, very long running RPG. And so it's not Knights of the Old Republic. It's uh, a bit of a different sort of thing. It's, I don't really know a, a, a ton about the way that it operates, but people create things in like Unreal Engine to create stories using sure. that time period. So and so then what, they're just like long video game cutscenes. What is the state of Star Wars video games right now? If if Eclipse or if we're sticking a pin in that, it seems to me it's been in our news segment before that there is the potential for some long unserved uh great Star Wars video games. Like when when Disney enters the fold, you expect that they want to <laughs> uh capitalize and finance off of Star Wars in as many ways as possible. And you can make money producing video games. And so I think it's kind of baffling to some people that other than uh, with Bat Battlefront, which kind of had a bit of a complicated monetization, for some reason, they haven't been, they haven't been like working at, at making these awesome Star Wars video games, which people, it seems, would chomp at the bit for. So can you speak a little bit to where they sit in terms of the video game world? You have a look of astonishment on your face. Yes, I do. Uh, and I was confident uh, that I was going to be right when I looked this up, and I am. So, guess how much money... <laughs> oh, my God. That can't be right. <laughs> I love it. I'm so on the hook. So, Jedi Fallen Order, guess how much money it has generated. That's the current game that's out and available for like PlayStation? Yes, and it is the best Star Wars video game in a very long time in the sense that it is an ex it's a great story and it's uh it's a it's a premium game. So just based on like sales of the disc. Is that what you're asking me or is there like DLC playing a factor in here? Um just playing of the disc. Oh, I don't know. Um Okay, so I don't have the okay. Two. The, the number is not as high as I thought. Okay, in that case, I'm gonna go uh, two hundred million. No, it would be. Uh, it'll be over. It'll be over. It's like I think about seven hundred million. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. What and was so it before? You, what were you surprised by? What did you think? I was, was seeing the EA number. E, like <laughs> I kept looking it up in every bloody article about the Jedi. It was EA's total number, which was. 5.4 billion and so i saw <laughs> associated with like four different articles and i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and in the first paragraph i couldn't find anything that was saying otherwise but no 
it, that was not right. <laughs> is EA still involved with Star Wars? Like, is that, are they going to have to share the sandwich with Disney? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. EA, they don't have the exclusive rights anymore. And that's the reason why a company like Quantic Dream is involved. But you look at that right there, and that's just going to show you that Jedi Fallen Order is significantly, significantly more profitable and beneficial to Star Wars than Solo was. And it's probably in terms of the profit margins area doing alongside maybe the rise of Skywalker or rogue one sort of thing. Like it, that is a great, um, like that is a huge amount of money. The video game industry is bananas. And when you look at battlefront, I probably actually should have looked up what battlefront generated because through microtransactions, it would have created even a, a, a bigger market. And so I'm not going to look it up just because that we don't want to do a research show, No, but there is a huge, huge video game industry. And so the ability to make money uh, is is something that it's Disney's being idiotic and not capitalizing with in Star Wars. You have the ability to toys, toys or action figures when like the 70s and 80s were around. And now we're in the 2020s and video games are toys. Absolutely. And you have way like you like way bigger toys and they come with fancy accessories and they come with uh currencies and like they, they have the ability to create money on money from within them and people don't like that and it, cre and it creates like a, a pay to play but there's ways in which you can get around it where you can you can milk an extra hundred percent on a game and fans aren't going to be too mad. You can't like when some people are spending thousands of dollars in a game, that's when people get mad because that's, but you can have a few expansion packs on a game. And if four of them cost 15 bucks each, people don't usually get too mad about that. No, if boom, it's worth the, the money, that's cost. fine. In my experience, DLCs don't cost 15 bucks a piece. They cost like half of what you paid for the original disc. And you just kind of have to hope and pray that you're getting your money's worth. And that was part of the problem with Battlefront is that people thought they were paying through the nose and not really getting their money's worth. Yeah, but with Battlefront, it was mostly like here you get a weapon hmm. or here you get like a like a like a skills boost. And they, so having more money made you better at the game. And that was what was unfair. It was not a meritocracy anymore. Exactly. It meant so that you couldn't go on there and just play the game hmm. because you just get destroyed by everybody and it also because they had the ability to buy advancements it made it so that if you wanted to do it on your own you needed to like invest 300 hours in a game and what percentage of people who play who buy a game can invest 300 hours into it to ensure that they can use han solo's freaking dl44 or something right. silly like that and so that's what kind of burned the battlefront side of things but it doesn't mean that there's still not huge opportunities with games to create like jedi fallen order i don't think did a good job i think there was uh, and they, they didn't want to uh, add any uh, expansion opportunities because it was a very linear story and they had pissed so many people off with battlefront but they didn't do a good job of milking extra money out of that game um the way that n the new kotor game because it's they announced like the remaking of kotor th uh, there's going to be ways that they're going to milk that game for money that sure. game will make i i would be i'm gonna i'll put my stamp on it now if jedi fallen order uh, made seven hundred million. I think Kotor will easily be an over billion dollar prop uh, game. Uh, no, no question whatsoever. Uh, and I don't think that's even a hot take uh, because so, it will. 
it'll just create new revenue streams. The macro question is, why isn't Disney doing Star Wars video games better? The micro question is, um, why aren't there, as there were when we were growing up, um, companion video games for cinematic releases? In other words, why isn't there a Mando PS4 game? Shouldn't there be? Uh there might be one, yeah. Uh, but the main reason is uh, secrecy of the script. Yeah, I so know. you can't have that many people involved in understanding the story because that, like, when you think about it, okay, when was the book written for Revenge of the Sith, uh, and when was the game written, and like the number of people that knew the bloody story for Revenge of the Sith before that movie came out was insane, and now that movie would be the most secret project in cinematic history like because it would be the final piece of the the great star wars saga and so i think because there is so much secrecy it doesn't allow for this kind of complementary media to be created alongside especially a video game that would take several years to make yeah with that said i that's why they do the the lego video games is they can kind of get a little bit of dipping their toes in there and generally the story video games were were viewed as fun, but story video games from movies were generally not viewed as fun. They were generally viewed as being pretty poor. Um, but, but despite that, the Star Wars ones were fairly well received. And I think that there could be an opportunity in that. And I think the there will be a Mando video game. I, I very much believe that that will happen. Uh, and I think that when the, that the High Republic, uh, that Star Wars Eclipse game, uh, is a High Republic game. And so they're, they're they're building in with these eras, but I think they just wanted to kind of keep the Skywalker movies so secretive that it just didn't, didn't work. So I'm not exactly sure how we can best approach this conversation, but I have a couple of master lists. One is just game types, and I don't really identify as a gamer. Like I've got this like lifelong love affair with The Legend of Zelda. And apart from that, I'm just like your typical like Mario Kart guy. Um, but I've played it. I've, yeah, I've played a handful of Star Wars games. I would say that you're more learned in it than, than I am. Um, and so I think we'll have some similar uh, experiences with old Star Wars video games. And in many ways, some of those games, playing them as kids, helped form us as Star Wars fans. Um, do you just want to like go through the list of some of the games that we remember playing, remember loving, remember hating very, very much? Is that the best place to start? Sure. So I, I, I have a an armchair theory that this is not necessarily an experience I've had, but that the original Star Wars video game would have been a Star Wars movie themed pinball machine in an arcade in the 1980s. Does that track? Does that qualify as a video game? Uh, if it's pinball, I don't think so. No, because it's um, it's a machine with like parts and everything. But like, I don't yeah, know. it's there too mechanical. Probably something closer resembling a video game as early as the 1980s, and, and it might. Oh, be you're like, not you're not quizzing me. You're you're asking me. I'm just I'm trying to have a conversation with you here on our podcast. The oh, sorry, no, I I'm pretty <laughs> sure they they were like those in arcade video games were the first ones. Like they were like the like when you would like. Like you'd have like a, you'd stand at it, like a, like a Pac-Man thing. Yeah, or like Space Invaders could have had like a, yeah. a Star Wars mm. themed game. And I just like, I don't know what examples of that might be, but even pre-NES, there are probably like cabinet Star Wars games that, that some guy has in his basement. 
I think the, and I, I don't know if it was the first one, but it's, it might be the first movie one. I believe you remember like, um, flappy bird, uh, or, um, yeah. Like angry birds or no, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like one of those ones where it's, uh, like you're just, you're moving along in, in a, like, a, a in a, horizontally across the screen or like everything's moving along with you. You have to dodge obstacles and, and shoot stuff. Yeah. Those one of those kind of games. Yeah. Well, like Flappy Bird was one of those tiny wings. Like, and also like original Super Mario Bros is that. Yes, but you're controlling Mario. I, I'm more so like, it's kind of like moving along for you and you just got to keep up with it as gotcha. it goes. Yes. Uh, I, I'm picturing in my head uh, the T-47 airspeeder, uh, the snow speeders uh, going up against AT-ATs and shooting them. I believe that might have been the first uh, video game um, or, or at least one of the very first ones. And it was just you know, like taking out AT-ATs with the snow speeder. Right. So my first Star Wars video game uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this, but does does this look familiar to you? I'm showing you a picture. Where did you find that? Did you find that at the cottage? So, uh, I, it's in my house. It, That's amazing. Wh what it is, is like, it's an Empire Strikes Back themed handheld video game akin to those little green like football uh like pre-Game Boy games that like just have like blinking lights on them. And so it's, Empire Strikes themed, and it's just called like Empire Strikes Back hand handheld game or something. And you play as Han Solo and you have to collect pistols and use them to shoot stormtroopers and then Darth Vader. And it moves faster as you go. But it's, it's just a blinking light on a little screen. And it's kind of like using a shadow essentially to be the protagonist. And I, I can't describe it any better than that, except like I, what's what's most amazing about this is that I got really stinking good at it, and it's in a chest in my house, and if I opened that chest right now, it would be blinking. Like it, it's the battery's never been changed in thirty years, and wow. it doesn't turn off. Like it has a screensaver on it, and so like it plays. It's like a calculator. It's like a calculator, and 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 it's honestly requires no more power than a calculator that's that's essentially what the images on the screen look like is calculator symbols um but it has a screensaver and it kind of plays on its own when you're not playing it and i guarantee you it's playing right now after 30 amazing. years yeah that so is amazing <laughs> uh you also in saying this it makes me remember that i had one too yeah but mine was different it had different controls i felt like mine actually had like a like a like a almost like a joystick on yeah, it. I ring that rings a bell too. You could switch it out. Like the joysticks were like little action figures, like micro machines, and you could plug them in to be joysticks. Oh, I don't remember that part, but I believe you because I definitely had Star Wars micro machines. So specific. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I, like I had Star Wars micro machines too. I remember I had a little Jawa one and a Tuscan Raider one. Um, and I, I, yeah, something tells me mine, mine was mine was black, uh, and I didn't I did not get nearly as good at it as you got with yours. I remember you on long car rides. Uh, I ruled. Would do many leveling up on your little handheld uh, Empire Strikes Back game. That was that is a great pull. The the next stage is I got from like Christmas or my birthday or something this book of CD ROMs, which was six. Star Wars video games, but they were all demos. Like, I don't, you could like buy multi packs of video game demos. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Were selling this, but like, it was six games and they were all Star Wars video games, but they were all from a completely different uh, ilk or, or format. And so I can go through some of those, but like, 
they were all came out in the 90s and so to play them now would be like stunning but the ones do you know go ahead i was gonna say do you know that it was for a, a fact six like do you know the six it came with like did you find this multi-pack no, I didn't find the multi-pack. I think I could I think I could tell you what the six were. Um so three of them were kind of part of the same series, and that was like the the Jedi Knight series, which starts with Dark Forces, which is mm-hmm. like very pixely. And I don't know if you play as Kyle Katarn or if you play as a stormtrooper, but I know that there are stormtroopers and it's like first person shooter and you have a pistol and you you're essentially infiltrating the Empire. Does that ring a bell? Dark Forces, you got it. Yep. The next one was Jedi Knight, and that was really pretty cool. What was really special about that is that if you like start a new game, they actually have uh, filmed cutscenes where they have like mm. hired actors to play Kyle Katarn and like Huron. right. And then there's like this whole other—I don't think he's a Sith Lord, but there's a guy with a red lightsaber who is like. Jarek. Jarek. He's the he's the villain in in this world, and so that was amazing. Not because the story was good, or even, like we couldn't we didn't even have access to the story. We had a couple of levels from each of these games because yeah. they were demo discs. But like it was just interesting that like there was that was almost like our first exposure to an expanded universe, like the idea mm-hmm. of Star Wars existing beyond the movies. And so the idea that there's these other heroes who also have lightsabers and they also have foes was really, really cool. And so you, we knew the cheat codes. You, This was like early, early internet days where you could look up Jedi Knight cheat codes and you type them into the little, little bar and then you can have all the weapons and all the ammo and infinite health and you could fly and all kinds of wacky stuff and so that one was kind Boinga of fun. on Freebird. <laughs> yeah you realize that, that was like a like a boeing airplane reference right you could fly because because of i think anyway although Freebird, i guess was the fly cheat yeah so boeing on was um i think Weapons? that was no that was die 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 wow amazing what stays <laughs> with you forever eh what we could know what we could know and remember if our brains weren't cluttered up with cheats from games from 30 years ago and That's then the third point. in that succession was a game that we have referenced on this podcast before called Mysteries of the Sith. And bar none, that was the game of the six that we played the most. Also, absolutely, just three levels. And I would say we played only the first level 95% of our time playing the game. Um, but again, you're playing as Kyle Katarn. You are trying to escape uh, an Imperial base. And so there's enemies Imperial all over the troops place. have entered the base. <laughs> You're just trying to get to your ship. And we had the cheats and everything. And another thing that was really like monumental is he had an orange lightsaber. And yes, so he did. That was that was wild to me. Also cutscenes, but they were animated. Mara Jade, who is actually like a, a pretty important Star Wars Legends character. She actually yeah, starts to cameo in that game. And she's uh Luke's wife in another in another timeline is that right uh i guess i don't really know the the specific timeline of when these games would have occurred uh and it's this is part of where when legend gets messy and mara jade's like the amount of things that she did in her lifetime and uh it's just it gets messy like oh my god that's a lot of life to live um but in that same vein uh, mara jade worked for the emperor and I don't know if she's evil yet at this point in this game, uh, but eventually she turns and she does. does Mary Luke. She does, because I've looked it up on YouTube. I can see you can see the levels that we never had access to. And there is like a storyline in that game where she goes evil. But then I think she has a redemption arc as well. It's really like quite the game. 
<laughs> oh yeah. And I remember there is like a big double cross uh, turning point, but uh, Marge is actually a character that I foresee in some way, shape or form. They'll bring back into Canon, not as Luke's wife, but as her um, pre Luke's wife role. Not one, but two of the games in this six pack were flight simulator games. And the only difference is that in one of them, you're a rebel and the other one, you're, you're flying a TIE fighter. And so I don't, I don't think we ever really had the hang of like how to do them, except for that we had this mm. heavy black joystick that we had plugged to our windows 95 computer. And we, you know, you could fly a TIE fighter slowly through like endless space if you wanted to for five minutes. But I don't think we like got a whole lot of mileage out of those games. That game was called creatively. Tie fighter, tie fighter, and then the and I think the other one, I could be wrong. X wing, I could be wrong. It might have been called X wing. Yeah, <laughs> the sixth one, I wonder if you'll remember, uh, was called Yoda Stories. I do remember, and it was a fascinating thing because it you're, you're, it was like a top down, eight bit game, like akin it was like to a Game like, Boy game. It was like a Game Boy game, but you played it on a desktop, and it was actually awesome. Like it, it was very much like those old, like pokemon yellow type games or like Link's awakening or some of those original nes or game boy games but you're in dagobah and like you're yeah. roaming around the swamps and stuff and so i don't remember the specifics of it but i remember thinking like you could actually have some fun with that um am i steamrolling have i jumped over anything that you want to jump in with no, I mean, uh, Mysteries of the Sith was a game that we played so much. And was there a Rancor on the cover for that? If there was, that was so disappointing that we never got to play the Rancor. How did we not buy that game? I don't think it even occurred to us that we could buy the game. I, I really yeah. I really don't. I don't think we ever had that discussion. Well, because we didn't like levels two or three nearly as much. True. They took place on a different planet. Yep. Uh, and it was much rockier. Yep. And so the entire screen was basically just brown all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you were in like caves. It was not nearly as good as the Imperial base. But um, I do have to uh, those weapons. There were some weapons in that game that I would love to see return to Star Wars. Like like the one that remember where you could like shake a, a pepper shaker at a guy and, totally. and he turned to, to, to stone. <laughs> yeah, he would turn into like he would be like encased in like glue. And then you could push him around. You could like push yeah. him off a cliff. and But his his limbs would fall off easier too True. when he was encased in that. And, yeah. Oh, that was one thing that was great is how much you could just cut stormtroopers up yeah. and have These games were their violent. limbs fly everywhere. They were incredibly violent. Our next Star Wars video game, maybe this is too inside, but I'm having fun remembering them. Our next Star Wars video game was Episode One Racer which is a pod racer oh, game yeah. for N64. And we got it secondhand because I had gotten a Superman game, which was terrible. And I think it's remembered as like one of the most colossal failures of of the N64 era in video games, the Superman game that came with it. Like everyone hated this game. It's terrible. It was terrible. And so we traded it in and we got episode one racer, which is a pod racer game, not unlike Mario Kart. And you're, uh, it was amazing. It's actually like you could play that right now and you'd have a good time. Like the absolutely the response on it was good and and it and it I think the graphics were pretty good for what it was and it was just it felt it felt fun to 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 fly a pod racer and and also violent and chaotic like like pod racers ought to be. Yeah, it got me so excited to see pod racing in different environments. Uh, I felt like the they used that video game in the like cantina uh in like the 
what's it called? The Outlander Club and Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Because uh, they show the pod racing on TV. Um, but it's cool. Like you see Qui-Gon talk about like, oh, they're pod racing on Malastare. And then you can go and do pod racing on Malastare. Right. Like that's that's really fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's a game that is easily worthy of uh, recreation. Like a NASCAR, like the way they do like the NASCAR video games, like you have your pit crew uh or like a or like a need for speed game that'd be sweet you could do it like like have it like street racing style so it's more like you uh like you're part of a gang and you work for you work for a hut uh or like let's think gascano he uh he worked um uh, for um gardula the hut i think uh and um and so like like the huts would put in racers and whatnot. And so it just, it, it would make sense to build a game around that. And then you can have a cool storyline, but then it's primarily a racing game. Uh, that it makes no sense that they don't have something like that. And this is just where video games are so ripe for star Wars because it, it immerses you even more. Mario Kart eight is the like most popular video game in Nintendo culture. And it's not even hard to code those games. Like it's just a license to print money, make a pod racing game. People would be psyched about it. Um, then there was a PC game, which we played a little bit, which was essentially the storybook version of the Phantom Menace. And in hindsight, it was like imperfect. But what was really cool about that is that playing with a lightsaber got a lot better. Like being able mm. to use a lightsaber to deflect bullets from enemies and just like, like live freely as a Jedi in not an open world, but in something that like looked like Star Wars and certainly looked better than these old demo games we used to play. Like that was pretty cool. And again, like we, they don't do these storybook games anymore for all the reasons you you discussed. But that was the era where every movie, certainly every action movie, had a companion video game. And some of them were good. Like certainly like the Spider-Man ones were good and the Lord of the Rings ones were, were really good. In the, those cases, they weren't protecting story the same way they do with, with Star Wars. But um, yeah, Phantom Menace was good. And then there was Xbox where we had a really interesting and, and maybe forgettable Clone Wars game where you didn't play as people very often, although sometimes... Most often, you just played as ships on like Geonosis. Does that ring a bell? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I don't remember. Holy shit! It was kind of cool game. It was it was called Clone Wars. It was like it was kind of cool because like you could I, really do destruction. I I honestly don't even remember. Like, did we get it at like the end of having an Xbox and then our Xbox broke and that's why I don't like remember no, it playing came, it much? It came with our Xbox. We bought an Xbox at Costco and it came on a split disc with Tetris. Oh my God. Now I remember it. <laughs> this is just brothers talking about their childhood. I don't know if this is a it good is. show. <laughs> it is. It, it may not be, but that's like my eyes are, oh my God, I totally forgot about that game. You're right. You would just destroy shit. Yeah, but in a ship. And then every now and then you get to run around as like Mace Windu or something, which was really exciting. But And it was also story-based, but not based on the movie. It was it was kind of fun, if I remember. You were in like a gunship, right? Usually, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would. That's the first game tonight that I want to I wanna play or I'm going to look up clips on after. <laughs> I, I, the, like the Phantom Menace game, I looked up clips on recently. Uh, Mysteries of the Sith, it just, it lives in my brain so well. Right. I need to YouTube this game. 
Thank you, Colin. Uh, Jedi Academy was like a pretty big deal on the first Xbox game. That was like very cool. I have that now on the Switch. It didn't port over very well. It doesn't age very well. Like I I remembered it being like really sensational because you could like pick your own lightsaber. You could design your hilt and have a yellow lightsaber. And in hindsight, like the the story is just okay. And in fact, it's really just an evolution of the Kyle Katarn series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just continues on with those kind of that same sort of plot line. But it's it was a cool game. Uh, the way that it was conceptualized and the way that the kind of multiplayer work, the mul- it was, that's really where Jedi Academy had its, um, its, its heyday in the multiplayer world. Uh, it had a great online community, like on the computer. I remember it was one that you could just download a free version on the computer as well. Yeah. Uh, and we had done that as, and it was just, you could just play online. That was, that was a really cool game. And then there was The Force Unleashed 1 and 2, which I ha- there was a shelf life to my interest in those games, but pretty cool. Like, again, like, uh, you, it's, it's, you're following a story that's pre- predetermined, but you don't know it. It's not, like, reliant on any other kind of canon. And in some cases, you're, you're virtuous. In other cases, you're not. You're, like, the, a pupil of Darth Vader. But, like, you're just trying to get through the levels and you get to be a person in the Star Wars world and collect weapons and 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 take people out. Uh, Force Unleashed are pretty cool and they've also been ported over for for newer systems now. So they're kind of getting a new life. And you truly get unlimited power in those games. That was a bit of the uh okay, these stories can't really be canon. Uh, if you have a character so strong that he can pull a Star Destroyer out of the sky. That's too much, uh, yeah. That is a little bit too much. And uh, the character's name was Star Killer, which was the original name for Luke Skywalker. Uh, he's Vader's secret apprentice. Like, this was a character of significance, but made no sense at all. Like, this is, it, I, it was a fun character, a fun game, uh, Sam Witwer is a treasure of the Star Wars universe. Uh, and oh, he, he was in the, Unleashed. That's cool. He, he he is the the main. He's he's Galen Star- Merrick. He's the oh, main character. Okay, uh, and he's he's Star Killer. Um, and then he of course went on to to voice Maul and, and a bunch of other people. But uh, Sam Witwer, uh, sorry, but Star Killer as an overall is he he's he is what he's a very similar example to what people were worried Ahsoka would have been. It's like, oh, here's this character that, oh, you just kind of threw into the timeline and that doesn't really make any sense, except when you flesh out even any thread on the Ahsoka stuff, it's like, okay, this starts to make more sense. Okay, this is making more sense. And as you just continue to pull that thread, it just makes more and more and more sense. Whereas the Starkiller, it's the exact opposite. It's like, oh, that doesn't seem to make sense. And then you learn more about the character and it just makes less and less sense. (laughs) But, you know, they were able to show... uh, Kylo Ren and Rey pull a smaller ship out of the sky... And obviously yeah. it was like, it was calamitous, but like the the seed of the idea had been there. And so the idea of like two incredibly powerful uh, force users were able to do it with a much smaller ship rather than just one guy doing it with the biggest ship from space. Like there's a there's a more digest, palatable way of, of using this mechanic so that it doesn't kind of disrupt the story going uh-huh. forward. A hundred percent. And that's the best part about Legends is the fact that Legends was untamed. But what are Legends? Legends Legends. are outlandish. And that's why I think it's the perfect name for it is because this character Starkiller, 
Uh, and that might have just been like, like, is that tales of Ahsoka crossed with tales of Vader and tales of Anakin, like a bunch of them crossed together. And like, we even see Ahsoka pull, like she's trying to pull Maul back at the end of Clone Wars from escaping yeah. uh, in a ship. And so um, it's, it's something where as you can take that inspiration from legends and carry it into the new canon, which is great. I think those are all the Star Wars video games that I've had fun with. What are some of the ones that you've played that I haven't experienced? Speak to that a little bit. Uh, the Revenge of the Sith uh, video game is really great. Uh, it has some incredible bits of alternate endings and dialogue. Like Anakin is hilarious in that game. He, uh, in one of the, you can finish the game and beat Obi-Wan and then you kill Palpatine. And you say, now I'm the emperor. I rule the galaxy. <laughs> and it's like, it's clearly not Hayden Christensen speaking. And so it makes it extra weird. Uh, and he, the way he kills the emperor is hilarious. Uh, Palpatine gives him a new lightsaber. And he like throws it up in the air. Like it's like, yippee or something. But oh then goodness. catches it and then stabs Palpatine. <laughs> and it's like, but it's not, it's not ironic. It's like, it's done in earnest. It's yeah, it's done as like, here's your alternate ending for oh, Revenge boy. of the Sith. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, you also get to be Anakin uh, trash talking his way through the Jedi Temple and killing a bunch of people. And uh, it's it's a, just a, a really fun over the top near the end of the video game film. Ad like it's a it's a it's a it's a bad adaptation of a movie. It's a very bad adaptation of the movie, okay. but it is a very fun product uh, and experience to, to to play and to to go and watch a, scenes on again of. So that's that that's a fun one. That's a game that's lost to time, though, right? I don't remember you playing it, and like obviously it's I so didn't long ago. I I played it l later. Yeah. Uh, so I played it uh, getting it. Uh, for like, it's an Xbox game that I played on the 360. Okay. I didn't even like, I waited until like, I didn't know about it. I bought it because it was one of the very few three uh, original Xbox games that would work on the 360. Gotcha. And I bought it as a nostalgia buy. Sure. Uh, yeah. So that's where I got the most fun from it. <laughs> there is KOTOR, which is one where we didn't really uh, talk a whole lot about. And that's one that I don't really have a whole lot of experience on. And so I'm really excited about that. People love that uh, game. It's very important. Yeah. To I, and I, I am familiar with uh, the story of KOTOR and the characters and it's sensational. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it really is fantastic. And uh, like the inspiration for uh, K2SO likely comes from uh, it's a, a HK 47 might be the name of the droid, but like, it's got like a droid with a bunch of attitude. Uh, and it's got a very um, like across the, like across the stars sort of uh, romantic involvement between main characters. And it's just a, a really good story uh, with great characters that they can build time around. And so that's exciting that they're doing a remake there. And of course, it's such a ripe area that people have been asking for film in. So hopefully we'll get that at some point too. But that one is is at least confirmed that we're getting a remake uh, of that game. So that's cool. Yeah, I hopefully, I hope that that actually like, sees through because uh, like we mentioned there there's been some embattlement in in star wars video game making and and i think before more so than you than it used to be these games take forever to make it takes like like six years to make a really high quality video game now and so a lot can go wrong in the process and i i think i like to think that they 
will be very careful with this one because they know that it's it's precious cargo. Well, that's the thing. KOTOR has, like, if you do it right, it's a licensed print money. So just take your time and do it right. Yes. Uh, and, I, and I think they, I think they will, could be wrong, but uh, I think they will. Um, and, and, and with that, um, what was I going to say? Uh, they also they can they can they can draw upon like are they going to do an exact recreation or are they going to draw upon some of the things that they've done in newer titles and like newer advancements to make the game like a a, a, a better game uh, and that can bring in new people as well and so that'll be in. like it'll, it's going to bring me in in the sense that I didn't play it before but I really want to get this game and I've heard that uh, it's potentially just going to be PC or PS and PS5, That's which okay. means I can't play that game. And right. so I'm going to have to figure out a way. And I don't want to invest in, in either of those situations. But if I have to, at that point, I'm sure PlayStation 5 will be more accessible. But I'll wait for it because that's the only reason I would ever need one. Right. <laughs> but I, will, I, I, what I do need is to play KOTOR when it comes out. And it's not a sequel to the original. They are just going to like remake it as far as you know. Well, it's, is it a remake? Is it a remaster? Is it a redo? What is it? Uh, we don't know that. And so that's what, but regardless, whatever it is, I've played a few levels of KOTOR and it, it, it just didn't work for me uh, in the sense that I didn't play it um, at an age where I get the, nostal like the nostalgia from it uh, and the mechanics of the video game itself just weren't good enough. Like it was just a, it was a bad video game to control for me. Uh, and so it just it, it never stuck. It was one that disappointed me. And so I've always I, I just decided to consume the story as opposed as opposed to playing the game. Right. Uh, and so from there, I just I'm really excited that they potentially could beef it up as well. And I also don't know the little intricacies of the story. I've just read summaries. So these are the categories of video games that I could think of. And you can feel free to add any more that I haven't come up with. But there's there's first person shooter, which a lot of these games that we're discussing fall into that category where you play a person, you can choose which perspective you're most comfortable with and you collect weapons and you go along and you use those weapons to attack people. First person shooter. There's storybook video games that are either based on a film plot or on some other type of canon. And there's overlap between that and first person shooter. Fair? Yep. Uh, racing video games, of which, as we said, there are criminally few. Is there really any more beyond pod racing? Well, not. I don't think in the Star Wars world. Uh, but you could... Put, you could put that in the category of simulation sure and flight simulation is is another one uh a game type that i have labeled as hack and slash is a category of, of video games that i think star wars is really lacking in and so this is the kind of thing where it they they throw at you hundreds of enemies and you just take them down in the interest of satisfaction can you think of other video games that do that like where, well, where they just throw Jedi like, yeah go ahead Jedi Fallen Order did a really great job of having one amazing update. And when they did that update, they introduced basically a horde mode. So there's at one point you get kidnapped and you're uh, in the storyline and you're essentially put into a gladiator ring. Yes. And you have to fight off a bunch of enemies and prove your worth. And so they allow you to replay that level with different hordes of enemies and they and they allow you to replay uh different arenas where you have lightsaber duels against different 
uh, people that you have lightsaber duels against, and you can play against like a, a dark version of your own, of like Cal, who's the main character. And so that game uh, really enriched itself by, although it doesn't have an online mode, it created hack and slash. It, it turned a great story mode game into an optional hack and slash game. That's great. Which I think is was a really smart move. And it was basically saying, okay, everybody, you loved this game. We are going to make this game an absolute darling for you. And we'll just give you a gift of another mini game within this one that allows you to return to it and have uh, even more fun. And then they do uh, New Game Plus, which is which allows you to uh, replay the game with all of your like force abilities so you can do things in kind of a different order. Lord of the Rings Return of the King had a really good hack and slash mode. Like it, it had a main storyline which followed like the, the Return of the King uh, narrative, but also just this incredibly satisfying like level up as you go, gain points. One slash of the sword takes up five enemies because that's the only way to take down 300 enemies in the five minutes you've allotted. Uh, I love games that uh, celebrate button mashers because a lot of us who don't feel like natural video gamers are inclined to do that and it's fun to have fun just by being like aggressive and, and, and blowing off steam that's kind of what video games are for and so like combos are cool and everything but sometimes it's great to just like slam on that controller and take out a bunch of I was going to say orcs but I don't know maybe clone troopers or something that would be great yeah and that that is what's fun in Jedi Fallen Order is to just find a bunch of stormtroopers like when you get to go to ilum that is awesome yeah because it's in the midst of becoming star killer base and so well this is the empire's version of what star killer base is before the first order takes it over um but you just have a bunch of stormtroopers like on their post not expecting anyone to come by and so you can like just drop down and kill 20 of them. And it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a great way. And just like, Oh, we're going to push you into what will be, I don't know. You're drilling down to the earth's core on Ilum here, here, just fall into the earth's core. I'm really surprised in the eighties or the nineties, there doesn't appear to have been a series of star Wars one-on-one -on -one combat video games. And obviously mortal Kombat is the obvious example of that. But like, where is the star Wars game where two people can just go to town on each other, either with lightsabers or pistols or with force powers, force lightning, either playing as movie characters or as like invented characters. Like that seems like a fun either arcade type game or at home video game. It has been done. I okay. was thinking, wait a minute, has this been done? It has been done and it is probably pretty successful. I, I don't play them, but it's it's mobile gaming now. So Star Wars mobile games are like that. And they are basically, you are like, you get it's your turn and you get to pick your attack mode against in, in this battle and 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 make your move on or are you going to shoot the droid or are you going to attack uh, count dooku at this moment so you can l lower his defenses and he won't hurt you as much yeah i i, I mean god mobile games is not even an, uh, an area that i've even thought to go into although i guess they probably have a whole a whole bunch of them. yeah yeah i think it's i think galaxy of heroes oh my god they have so many things that are sound the same i think that's the one of the big ones that is one of the big star wars video games that does actually quite well and then the last category i came up with is just spoof games and so like last year there was a sims expansion pack where you could get like a bunch of star wars stuff for your sim city uh like a darth vader suit like and not just that but like you could actually like live in what appeared to be um 
Tatooine. Like that that it was like That's actually pretty cool. Pretty cool Star Wars sim stuff. I didn't indulge, but like I actually think that that could be kind of cool. And then the more obvious example of Star Wars spoof video games, the 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 big one that we're going to be talking about a little bit is Lego because they're putting out this Skywalker saga catch-all Star Wars video game. And the early rub on it is that it's really good. And the trailers make it look really funny. Star Wars video games, or rather Lego video games, always have like an extreme wryness to them. But I think it's also going to hold the the sanctity of, of the Skywalker saga. And just the expanse of it. The fact that we're going to fit nine movies worth of characters and store, uh, story in, into this game creates a lot of opportunity i think it's really sandboxy in a way that um that lego games haven't been traditionally but like that's to me the most intriguing part that i could just like live in the galaxy far far away and also it's quirky lego like that's i i could kill a lot of time in that if it's what i'm fantasizing and that's the thing i think it might be and what you have with jedi fallen order is like you can go to your ship and you can pick which planet to go to and the story is very linear, but it allows you to do some things in an order that is up to you. And I guess that's probably what we're going to get here. Uh, I think that's something where you're allowed to kind of jump between, like, I don't know, are you able to jump between movies? Are you able to do episode mm. two before episode one? They say there's 400 different playable characters. Am I able to fight Obi-Wan on Mustafar as Yaddle? <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. Exa- I don't know exactly how it, how wow. it works. And uh, I, I, it's because I'm I haven't played a Lego video game in so long. But this one just is the, the opportunities are so endless and I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work. So I'm really excited to see some like gameplay footage. And uh, when somebody gets their hands on it, I noticed that today the game is um, was announced as it is. It's 100% complete. We can ship it today. It, it is fully done. Uh, it comes out in a month, the, so that's good to hear. It, it is good to hear, but you would be blown away oh, by how many video games. Because at the same time, this game was also delayed significantly. And so it, um, it, it means they delayed it the right amount. They gave themselves like a couple week buffer and they hit their exact timeline. And uh, that means they've done enough QA that they're they're quite comfortable that what they have won't be buggy and that people will be really happy. And so for an expansive game like that, that's what you want. You want to make sure that there's not going to be any little weird quirks. Uh, and I think people have been also pretty forgiving uh, on, hey, you're not going to release a broken game. You're going to wait. Okay, we'll wait for a game that works. Uh, is there any that we're forgetting? Any blind spots here in this discussion, which was very specific to us, but I think we covered a lot of ground. Is It was very specific to us, but that's totally okay. I think there are some things that people will will pull out from there that um, were similar to them. And if you've played a Star Wars video game, and I think a lot of people who are Star Wars fans probably have at some point. Uh, Galaxies is one that was super uh, open world and kind of an RPG that I never played, but some people absolutely love. Uh, and that is a, kind of like one of the, the pinnacle games. You'd recognize the cover. It's just it's kind of um, just got a bit of like Star Wars logo. I think it's probably the Jedi crest. I can't even remember the exact cover, but it's it's just basically like a single crest and a black background. Yeah. Um, and uh, also uh, Republic Commando. So that was another uh, pretty big game, and with as the clone troopers and whatnot, as or as a Republic Commando, I should say. Um, and uh, 
that was one that I would be shocked if they didn't bring back with the resurgent love for the Clone Wars. It seems a little like it seems like a mistake to not say, hey, uh, either Timora Morrison or Deep Bradley Baker, either of them. Uh, do you want to have like 30 more roles and, and, and play a bunch of clones in a video game? And uh, people would love that uh, yeah. and be able to. And even if they did it, I've been waiting for this and I still don't know why they haven't done it is make a video game in the style of the Clone Wars. Oh, God. Yeah, where's that? I was just about to ask you, what is your dream Star Wars video game if you had no limitations? Is that is that your answer to that? Like, put it in that? And uh, like, make that even honest, more immersive may- than before? Maybe, because there's something that you, it feels still a little bit like a video game where um, if you give me an open world like during the clone wars, you're one of the thousands of Jedi. Uh, like that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Or I guess hundreds of Jedi probably at that point. But like if you're immersed knowing, okay, this is a time period. I know in a style that I know uh, on planets that I know, like that would be pretty damn cool. So an open world clone wars era, clone wars style video game uh, would be awesome. Uh, and I'd also take a, a Rebels era, Rebels style video game as well. Yeah. Give me both. <laughs> I never thought about. How about you? Uh, about oh god. Um, I don't. I I, I should, probably should have thought of an answer for the question that I prepared to ask. Um, I don't know, except for that. I think that this Lego game has the power to be what I would most want. Except for that, I think I would like a game similar to that, at least the freedoms of that, but in earnest. Like, I I, I like the idea of, I really like the idea of, of it having like kind of animated quality to it. But I don't want it to be all jokes either. If I could like live in a Star Wars open world and like, and, and just like interact with the economy of the galaxy far, far away, or like just freely go wherever I want based on the ship that I was able to buy and, and have, you know, be a merchant or like, like sell my inventory or just like, uh, mm. you don't have to necessarily be a Jedi Knight, although maybe you could choose to do that. I just, I, I am really a big fan of open world games where the story is kind of up to you. And so... An opportunity like that would be pretty cool. I'm kind of surprised they haven't ventured into that more. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my answer slightly and merge it into uh, kind of graduating becoming a Jedi during the time of the Clone Wars. So you get to do a little bit more in temple stuff. You get to kind of pick the way of how you are as a Jedi. Keep keep it more like make it more of a uh, of a custom story for yourself. Be I definitely want some. Uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption style uh, immersion in the way that they do that, um, like kind of the things that you were saying, there's still that open world, uh, the ability to kind of choose your own path and, and do what you do, um, but planet hop and kind of be your own character. But I think if you can kind of do it at that time period, you can at least, I don't know, have a have an interesting story as well, as opposed to just being uh, a Jedi who's going to die no no matter what (laughs) i never thought about what a rolodex they have of star wars voice actors that could be utilized for video games because like when we talk about these cut scenes that they film with with mara jade and it's it's pretty terrible visually and and just in terms of voice acting but now they've Mm. got the cream of the crop and that would make it feel all the more legitimate to bring in sam witwer for a video game absolutely yeah bringing him back or i mean you look at a guy like Mark Hamill, who I think he did the voice for Joker in the Arkham games as well. Yes. 
and so no reason to not. I, I, I still, I always said that I thought that they were going to do Luke uh, in some weird CGI animation with whatever new animation they were experimenting with the droid story. And then they go ahead and just recreate them in live action instead and completely skip that. So it's amazing what they've done with the technology there. But it's there's no reason you couldn't also do a Luke Skywalker first video game. So yeah. it's not like where Luke Skywalker's in the background where you are Luke Skywalker. It is like, you know, uh, Luke Skywalker year one. Luke Skywalker Jedi Knight year one. Yeah, I love it. So it is immediately after uh, Revenge of the, uh, Return of the Jedi and you can just barrel right forward and you're you're learning stuff because you're still fresh uh that'd be a fun one too luke skywalker casino royale yes <laughs> anything else you want to say about star wars video games uh no i don't think so what about uh, the just, news what's uh, going on in in this in the in the leakosphere or, or whatever else uh, well, I have been kind of avoiding, I don't want to know too much about, uh, Kenobi, if anything, uh, is out there. Um, but in general, uh, some theorization, uh, people are having, everybody wants to know who different characters are playing. I saw somebody theorize that, uh, Kamel Nanjiani might be playing Quinlan Voss, which would be kind of cool. Oh, wow. Uh, but, uh, I, it just, it gets me thinking like, who's he going to play? He seems to be somebody who, uh, might be the comedic relief uh, sort of hang on character. Uh, but he says somebody we've also not really seen before in Star Wars. He's going to so... have jokes. I don't know who he's going to play, but they're not going to hire Camille and not have him do jokes. Exactly. And I think he can have a, a good sense of humor for the role as well. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., nobody knows what his role is. Mm -hmm. And so it's just no um, trailer. It, the Obi-Wan, it's just such weird footing at the moment. There was some wording out there that they are doing some de-aging. Uh, it's a rumor, and I, I, it's not one that surprises me in the slightest that they could be doing some Clone Wars flashback stuff. Uh, I think I've always assumed that they would because they both look so good, and it would be so easy to de-age yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially as they've de-aged <laughs> bloody everybody else. Right. And they're putting a beard on Ewan McGregor anyway. It makes it all the easier. Yeah, exactly. And, and Hayden Christensen looks excellent. Um, Alan Ladd Jr. wanted to bring that one up. Uh, he was the guy who greenlit Star Wars. Uh, wow. So <laughs> he greenlit also Braveheart Thanks, as bud. well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, producer extraordinaire. Uh, and so that's, uh, he passed away at, at 84, uh, I think, uh, today. So wanted to give him a, a huge shout out there yeah, and we thank owe him you a debt for of gratitude everything for sure yeah um, we will always owe him that and uh other than that there was one other thing in the news but it seems to be escaping me uh so do you have any birthdays yeah a couple of good birthdays uh i missed this one a couple of weeks ago monday february 21st a happy birthday to anthony daniels obviously one of the oh that's a biggie that's a biggie for sure tuesday march the first a happy birthday to both ron howard and lupita and yongo uh, this coming Friday, happy birthday to you, my brother, Ross, having a birthday. Oh, and you. and on Saturday, uh, March 5th, Jake Lloyd is having a birthday because uh, little Annie was like the little Star Wars character when you were like the little Star Wars fan. Um, there was like an association between you two growing up. Do you do you think you knew that your birthdays were almost the same? That seems like a thing that you would have clocked. No, no, I didn't really? know that. Datum is so uh, you're, uh, a thing that, that has always been implicit to you. And so I figured that you would have been like keenly aware of his birthday being the day after yours. 
No, I, I, I did not uh, put that together, but uh, it shows that, uh, you know, just one with the force. <laughs> That's right. Listen, we want to hear about your experiences uh, playing Star Wars games. So you can tweet us at Recorder66 or email Recorder66podcast at gmail.com. As always, please consider rating and reviewing uh, the podcast on your preferred podcasting app, whichever it is. Or if you're joining us on YouTube, please be sure to like and subscribe. And until we are together again, may the Force be with you. Be with you.